One night, one goal. Stop suicide. Register today for the overnight and join thousands in Washington, D.C. on June 3rd as we walk 16 miles from dusk till dawn to stop suicide. Start your journey today at theovernight.org. All is fair in love, war, and challenges. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 louder and i'm joined with becky at Giftmaster bex and antonio aka the bananas defender aka the number one most hated stand on twitter aka the guy in the gray sweatpants aka the <laughs> italian jesus christ you're uh, so messed up this didn't even start yet yes ladies Damn. and gentlemen Potsters, welcome to episode six of season 25 of The Challenge, Free Agents. Thank you guys for joining me. Do keep in mind, January 20th, we are going to open voting for the Love War Challenges Awards. Who will win the Golden Spoon? If you guys go ahead and check our Instagram and check out Twitter, you can see who we got nominated. We are definitely going to be getting into that soon. But before we do all that, let me go ahead and check on my guys and ladies, my dudes, my bras. Becky, kick it off. How you been? What's been good with you? Talk to us. I'm good. And, and you know what? You can consider me your bro, too. I'm just one of the dudes, especially since I'm surrounded by a bunch of testosterone. But oh, yeah, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> Real quick. What are you drinking right now? Wine. Seco. Listen, we all need to do this fucked up. Like. All right. Well, let's start next week. I need to buy more wine if we're going to get fucked up. Listen, <laughs> just buy a handle of the whiskey. Look, that's how much is left, too. I've been getting that shit in. I don't drink whiskey. Right. Drink wine. All right. The only person I need to drink right now is Tyler. He's going through a really tough loss right now. A tough loss? Would you, would you am... lose a testicle? No, worse. <laughs> worse. What? The best defensive linebacker in Carolina. Luke Keekley retiring early. Yeah. yeah. Luke Keekley. Now listen, the league is full of a lot of amazing players. Luke Keekley was an amazing player. He was scandal free. Um, most importantly, Luke Keekley is one of the few guys in the NFL who is just an all around good guy. I really, really liked him. When I used to play Madden, he was always one of the first people I get him and Tim Tebow. But I oh, really God. got a lot of love for Luke Keekley. He played the game the right way. And I'm very happy for him. He saved up his bread. His body is intact. His mentors is intact. According to Marshawn Lynch, he got his bread straight. Um, I am totally fine with... his chickens. Exactly. his chickens. <laughs> Listen, I am 100% fine with these early retirements. These players got to protect themselves. This league will chew you up and spit you out 
Good for him. His money's intact. His brain's intact. His body's intact. Good for him. God bless that guy. He played the game the right way. Much love. Much respect. Sorry, Tyler. Your Panthers are going to lose what? I mean, how did they do this year anyway? I mean, with no quarterback, <laughs> but with the number one running back, dash receiver on, in the NFL, I mean, they did all right. <laughs> all right, Tyler? Cam Newton's replacement didn't do bad. What's his name? Kyle Allen. It doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking... <laughs> what happened All to right, Cam he... Newton? Did he retire? Uh, he... Man. He... No, no, no. He stubbed his toe one day, and he took 12 weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. From what I heard, he's a big-ass baby. Wait, and then he got benched too later on this season, right? Yeah. I got a lot of love for Cam. Let's go ahead and move on. We're all sad for Tyler's loss at the Panthers probably going to lose an additional two games and probably give up an extra nine points every game. But uh, Antonio, have you been? Yes. You and your little ass headphones and Nike fucking long sleeve shirt. Who the fuck walks around New York <laughs> in a long sleeve Nike shirt? It's not even Boy, an Under Armour. A tight ass long sleeve Nike shirt. Like who the I'm fuck are you supposed house. to be? What is he supposed to wear? Like a full jumpsuit, like from Adidas? Like you know, he, he you might wearing? as well. <laughs> I'm wearing a white beater and basketball shorts. Cause I'm recording so... in a studio in my house. You're wearing a long sleeve Nike shirt on your fucking front porch, <laughs> trying not to wake up grandpa. But let's go ahead and move on. Bananas, how you doing, man? How's your dad doing? He's doing okay? Oh, shut up. <laughs> what man? That's a joke. He's been a he's been a guest on the podcast. I just want to catch up with him. How's he been? Uh, I don't know. Doing good, I guess. All right. Chilling. Like everyone right, else. That's good. Yeah, hey, yo, you tell him MTV Malik said what's up. Also, before we jump into the episode, do remember me and Gift Master Bex, a.k.a. Becky the Great, we are going to be in Nashville for Challenge Mania Live on January 24th at Zany's Comedy Club, or whatever the fuck it's called, out there in Nashville. So, we really hope to see you there. It should be a blast. So last week, episode five, season 25, Free Agents, uh, we saw, you know, a nice little in-the-air challenge over the water. Not a lot of people succeeded at this. Apparently, there's way too cl many clumsy people on the show right now. Uh, in an elimination, we saw the surprise of the decade. Johnny Bananas won a one-on-one -on -one elimination, and nobody, <laughs> and on top of that, there was, oh, no there, was, <laughs> there was no scandal behind it where somebody just threw it so that way he could win, you know, like in the past. So that fast forwards here. He's got a rivalry with Jordan. Let's see how this takes off in the next episode. And speaking of the next episode, we open up the episode with Teresa realizing she just fucked up by saying Loru's name. Just figured that out. Yeah, she should have knew that for jump. I just said her name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was okay with Laurel going in. I should just said it. I'm a little stressed out because everyone's kind of mad at me for not voting in Laurel. Laurel hates me because I tell everyone honest to God truth. She's always hated me. So I've forgiven Teresa. I have not forgotten, but we're still on the same side. We need to make a big move and go for Laurel. So it's like one of us is going to have to do that. Devin hasn't forgotten, but she trusts Teresa less. But she still wants to take out Loru. I mean, when it's all said and done, Loru is going to be the end-all, be-all when it comes to your gameplay. She's going to be the main person keeping you from getting to a final. Or if you make it to a final, she's going to be the one to fuck you up. Now, I do understand that Loru is very imposing, but how do you guys feel about everybody just being so shook of Loru all the time? I mean, 
What's the balls? We're, we're, the, we're gonna stand up and we're gonna take them out or we gotta have to figure out a way to get out this, uh, you know, this big bitch. Look at Bananas. Bananas has won six fucking challenges. And what's the first thing everybody says? Uh, yeah, we gotta get this motherfucker out because if he makes it to the final, he's going to win. How does everybody being so scared of Laura make you guys feel? Becky, kick us off. I mean, she's an imposing figure. I think that she uses her size. She definitely is, I mean, she's a Division I athlete. She's very boastful. I mean, I'd be terrified of her. Division I athlete in what? I want to say it was like crap. Fucking volleyball or some shit. Somebody Google that shit. Go ahead, continue. Doing it. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, she's she, all I know is she's a Division One athlete. I'd be scared of her. You know, she really doesn't seem to have any weaknesses. And a lot of the girls, I don't think, can measure up to her. Even people like Kara, who are obviously more fit, I can't see her being super comfortable if she went in an elimination or against her in a date. I feel like everybody has a right to be scared. Yeah, Becky said it right. Laurel is very intimidating. She has, she gives off like that kind of vibe like even just like seeing her i know like whatever she says she means business and if things were to get physical she's not scared to do so so everyone that's scared of laurel has a good reason to be scared so i I think it's a little different and a little deeper than what we're all saying here it's not just that she's a bigger more imposing player it's the fact that she's consistently winning daily she's consistently dominating eliminations when you send people in you almost want it to be a sure thing and if you send her in, more than likely she's going to win an elimination, she's going to win the next daily, and then you're going to get sent in. It's all got to be perfectly aligned to send in somebody like Laurel because she's just so good at everything. Let's go ahead and jump into... Did you find out what she did? Um, uh, I, I'm about to. She. <laughs> I'm looking at this list of challengers, and somebody was like, Laurel played linebacker at USC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to bus one versus bus two. Volleyball. I knew it was volleyball. She's way, she, she's way too tall. Even though basketball would have been another good guess. Yeah, it says, I, I just looked it up. I'm not sure 100% if this is correct. But somebody posted that uh, she was a graduate uh and of 2007 and a michigan state university where she played their club volleyball team i guess yeah, she played club she, she she didn't play on their actual squad she played club so that wouldn't exactly be division one but um yeah no I, I i can definitely agree with that because if you read it on the internet it's definitely true let's move on to johnny's birthday so the whole house was out celebrating johnny's birthday and everybody's coming home and there are two buses and I'm telling you, there is a world of difference between those two. Bus one is the party bus. Jaina and the girls are on there. Uh, we do get a scene of Nani and Anissa making out, which only confirms my suspicions that Nani will make out with fucking anything. <laughs> if there was a fucking aardvark in the backyard, Nani would make out with it. Now, I'm not trying to knock her. She is a grown woman. She can make out with whoever the fuck she wants to make out with. So go get your aardvark, girl. Go get them. Your aardvark is out there waiting for you. Now, Bus 2 is having a lot less fun. Bus 2 is going to have the likes of Bananas, CT, Laurel, and Jordan. So you got those four assholes in close proximity. Nothing bad can possibly happen. Bus 1 is having a party. Having a party. They're making out. They're doing all kind of crazy shit. 
and bus two, Jordan decides to get into it with CT and Bananas. Say to you. Okay, so don't say anything. Me and CT are sitting there having a great time, and Jordan's whiny little ass um, basically starts telling us to be quiet. But before I get a chance to verbally assault Jordan once again, CT, the rabid dog that he is, takes this one for me. You told us to stop having a good time. I don't care. No. You guys, I don't care. Let me you said alone. keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep it to yourself. So why everyone said that? Why can't we? Yeah. Why the bananas is tough? Here we go. down one. I'm All right. Just... You want to go toe to toe, sign and release? What is that? Me? me sign a release right now. CT, I allow CT to punch my head in. No, sign that release, because that's what's going to happen. Okay. Big Mouth Jordan, Mr. Tough Guy, starts mouthing off, trying to bark orders like he's a new sheriff in town. Sooner or later, the time is going to come where you're going to be put in a position where you have to back it up, and I'm going to be there watching it all go down. Right. So shut the up. All right. Don't talk to me. Okay. So I definitely can say that my favorite part of that exchange was CT telling Jordan to sign a release to get his head caved in. What did you guys make of the bus two fight during this exchange? Antonio. Um, honestly, CT said what had to be said. Jordan was being, you know, a little bit of a crybaby at the time. I just, during this whole thing, I just like seeing like CT and Bananas being on the same page because at this time, the whole franchise, like the whole series, franchise, whatever you call it, they never seen like they were never eye to eye on things to like this point, which I thought was like pretty cool. Oh yeah, I do remember a fight between uh, CT and Bananas with West talking about <laughs> was that rivals. He's yeah. like, I got twenty companies, a monster truck, and a house. <laughs> yo, yo, West was wilder back then. So on bus two, I mean, Jordan just turns around, and tells everybody to shut up because they're being too loud and. CT doesn't like anybody to tell him what to do. Why is Jordan playing the party pooper? I mean, the, the edit just makes it look like he's just a poor sport and he doesn't enjoy fun. When, in all reality, numerous things could have happened. He could have been heavily intoxicated at that point and just yelled shut up because he was having a headache. You don't know, you know. Or he could just not want Johnny Bananas to have a good time. And he's not really yelling at CT. He just hates Johnny Bananas. The thing is, is Jordan likes to poke the bear. And I am so glad to see the older CT, the less, you know, restricted CT that says, I will break your face and please, by all means, sign that release because I want to do it. Uh, you know, I was like, yes, CT, that's my CT. But um, he has no right to stay, to tell everybody to stop having fun, to stop doing that. He's obnoxious. He's being a poor sport. But it's Jordan. Yeah, it's Jordan. Fucking God's gift to humanity. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. But let's go ahead and move on to this daily challenge. So today's daily is going to be an individual challenge, and this one is going to be called... All right, everybody, welcome to your sixth challenge here on Free Agents. Now, since Free Agents is an individual game, 
Today, you guys are going to be playing as individuals. Yeah! Yay! Finally! Today, you guys are playing Smarty Pants. As you can see behind me, there's a structure suspended over the water with nine boards, one for each player. This game is going to be played in two rounds, one guy's round, one girl's round. So to begin, each of you guys are going to be on that structure, hanging only by a rope. I'm going to ask you a series of trivia questions. You get the answer right, I'll move on to the next one. You get that answer wrong, you got an X. You get two X's, you're getting wet. Now, this is my favorite game every season. The first four guys and the first four girls to get wet are going straight into the draw. All right, guys, we have randomly chosen your order. Good luck. All right, so trivia comes rearing its ugly head in today's daily challenge. So there was a lot of great trivia moments. So many. Mines have to be the question where they ask bananas what language they speak in Australia, and he said <laughs> Dutch. All right, Bananas. What is the official language spoken in Australia? Dutch. What? Jesus. <laughs> the correct answer is English. <laughs> that was sad. Bravo! To all of you uh, Australians, I apologize, but believe me, the stupidity that I feel is punishment enough. That was by far my favorite moment. Out of all of the stupid shit that was said during this daily challenge, what was your favorite? Tyler. I mean, that moment right there is just hilarious. Um, every, my favorite moment, though, was actually it's TJ. Every time on these trivia things. And Laura got a question of what does REM stand for? And she said it, and he just looked at her and was like, oh, my God, did you come up with that with yourself? That was amazing. And then he just pulls the thing and drops her. And he's TJ is the best on these, especially when he interacts with them. Yeah, he is yeah. definitely one of his favorites, and you can tell. Laurel, in the huge rock group, REM, what does REM stand for? Radio, electronic music. Oh, my gosh, that was great. You just guessed that? Yes. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I have no idea what REM stands for, even though I listen to REM in the car all the time. The correct answer is rapid eye movement. All right, Teresa. And I feel like that these questions aren't that hard, but I think the pressure of hanging off a ledge makes everybody a little bit more skittish, and that's what prompts these stupid answers. I mean... I mean, you saw Nani. Nani was shaking up there. Absolutely. Bananas, what was your favorite moment? I mean, yes, Johnny, the whole Dutch thing was pretty funny. I think the car Mahatma Gandhi thing was pretty funny. But oh, my God. I think, I think Zach being obsessed over Disney princesses was like, when I, and when, I, when I first watched it, just him saying that made me just laugh. Like you would was, never expect someone like Zach being obsessed with Disney princesses. You know, and it makes so much sense uh, because you know, he's dating Jenna now. And I was just like, oh, yep, I can see it right now. Because Jenna could easily pass for a Disney princess. Zach, in fairy tales, who pricked her finger on a spinning wheel and slept for 100 years? Sleeping Beauty. Correct. My favorite one. I'm very interested in Disney princesses. I know that Aurora was Sleeping Beauty. I didn't want to say Aurora. I didn't want to be too cocky. I thought Sleeping Beauty would suffice. I love how stupid they are, but at the same time, I feel like I'd get half of these questions wrong, too. So... 
I got to give it to honestly the the whole Dutch and Johnny Banana saying that that's what they speak in Australia is just I still remember that part and that is the funniest thing in the world cuz you know what at the end of the day you may not know the answer the car didn't know like Muhammad Ali once but oh my <laughs> <laughs> they speak english i just I, I don't get it it was also pretty funny when Leroy was asked to spell a word and instead of actually spelling it after the third letter, he just sounded out the word. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, spell disguise. I'm so afraid of heights and the fear of falling that TJ could ask me to spell my name and I might get it wrong. No, no, D-I-S. Uh, uh. Skies. That's, that's not how you spell, Leroy. That's how you uh, sound a word out. Unfortunately, P got an X. <laughs> He said S and then just went skies. <laughs> That's a very Leroy answer. One of the best things about going back and doing these episodes is we have the benefit of hindsight. Four assholes with hindsight watching reality TV. That should be the tagline. <laughs> but to everybody's surprise, when it comes down to trivia, the dumb jock, Zach Nichols, wins. So Zach gets to win, and it's time to move on to deliberations. He was like, this challenge is made for me. <laughs> Clearly, up to this point, Swift has been the worst athlete overall, so saying his name should be no shock to anyone. Did you already tell him? Nope, not going to tell him. I don't know what So one of the first things that Zach does is he takes aim at Swift. He's another person that Zach deems useless. And I'm starting to recognize a pattern here that Zach just thinks that some people are absolutely useless. Uh, let me ask you guys, do you guys agree with the assessment that so far during this game, Swift has proved to be 100% useless? Antonio? Well, honestly, because you took a big break and I haven't, I don't remember much of the beginning season, of the beginning episodes, but from what I remember, I don't think he really stood out to me. So, like, I did like him, though. Like, I think his character was nice face to have in the show but i don't think he did anything like memorable during his time the challenge tyler what's your assessment on swift swift is that guy that you go to like your local like ymca to go play basketball and you're like oh it's gonna be fun you know just shoot some hoops and everything and he's way too serious he's got on like seven armbands <laughs> and he's like ready to go and he's just all talk and then like you know every time every time he missed a shot he's like oh my wrist is hurting or my ankle He's always got a little excuse for everything because he talked himself up so much in the beginning. And that's what we saw in the challenge, you know? It, it, nothing he really did stood out. He failed more than he succeeded. I think his one win was when he was on the team in the, right in the beginning. And so, no, this is, and this is what I was talking about earlier with Laurel, why people don't want to send Laurel in because Laurel's good and can come back. Swift is the perfect person to send in because you're not going to piss anybody off and he might not even come back, more than likely. And if he does, he's not going to win a daily. I feel you, a easy target. I honestly forgot that Swift was on this season, even while watching it. He's a very forgettable person. I hate to say that because when he first got on, you know, I, I really thought he'd be more of a character, but he's sort of blended into the background. So he's, like they said, no skin off anybody's nose. It's, easy, it's an easy vote. I 100% agree with you. Swift didn't make any romantic connections. He didn't make any game moves, didn't build any alliances. 
that doesn't mean he's a bad competitor or he doesn't belong on the challenge. But the people who's going to get called back and who's going to get invited back are people who's going to stir the pot, people who's going to rock the boat. And that's just not Swift. Swift is laid back. He's a cool guy. He's probably he he's probably one of those challengers who's a great human being outside of the show, fun to hang out with, fun to drink with. But if you're not going to take command, if you're not going to put yourself out there, if you're not willing to make an ass out of yourself and scream and yell and fuck and fight, you're not going to get much airtime on the challenge. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but we're not watching to see how great of a guy some of these people are. And you're 100% right. This is an easy vote. He's not tied to anybody, so there's no, there's no retribution. He's untested in eliminations, which usually means you're probably going to get knocked out, which means no harm is going to come to you if, if, even if he does win. Even if he does win, what he is, one vote? So fair assessment, fair assessment. I mean, your your analysis of a, a challenger that won't get casted a lot and everything is the reason why MTV doesn't call me anymore. Because, you know, I'm just, a, I'm just a family man. That's all it is. So. <laughs> oh, my God, Tyler. So Devin was the female winner of today's challenge. And she thinks that she wants to take aim at Laurel. She goes to Laurel, and she decides to politic a little bit. Of the four people that we have to of names to say, um, which are John A, Teresa, Cara, and you. At this point, I have agreements with three of the four people. What do you think, or what do you? I would think Teresa did a thing, and you would put her in for that. She wouldn't think twice about doing it to you. I think she wouldn't think twice about doing it to anybody to save her own ass. And I would just say, hey, you up the other day, and this is my retort to that. So Devin goes to Laurel, and Teresa's names get floated. And then Laurel's little notepad makes an appearance. It's debut. It's rookie season, <laughs> to our knowledge. That fucking notepad. <laughs> it, it, it was. I mean, I mean, the notebook has been around, but this is the first time it's really been premiered. And at the end of the episode, they do a little behind-the-scenes thing with the notebook. And uh, This was a, as Devin, Devin said, this was a G move. Yes, this absolutely. My retort to that. Let's write it down. <clears throat> Laurel then pulls a G move. And by G, I mean gangster. Laurel is making her execution list. Let's just call it what it is. One, two, three, you're fifth. Like, before I even think of you. Yeah. Think about what the odds are of me coming back from an elimination. And then recognize that I will have no problem whatsoever saying your name. Just take that into consideration. Laurel is not someone that you can be carefree and pissing off. But a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. So when we get to the eliminations, Zach and Devin comes down to vote. So we'll start with the guys. Zach. Well, there's been a little bit of talk about stripes going on lately. And in the spirit of those stripes, let's see Swift earn some. Throwing Swift in is essentially like throwing nobody in because Swift is as good as gone as soon as he touches that elimination ground. Devin, how do you feel about that? I support Zach's decision. It's gonna be Swiffer for me too. <laughs> All right, Swift, come on up. I need to go in there and they perform it. Quite frankly, being a rookie, you already have a target on your back a little bit, but I'm easily top three strongest dudes in the house. All right, so we're moving on to the girls. Devin, you're up first. Teresa is not only my ally, Teresa is a friend. But if you're going to piss off Laurel, you might want to wear a bulletproof vest. And this decision is really hard for me. 
for me personally, it's an integrity game. This person, I really value them as a person. However, I've seen on more than one occasion that they have gone back on their word, and therefore, I have to choose you, Teresa. Got it. Teresa, I like you and all, but girl, I gotta look out for me. All right, moving on. Zach. I'll stand by Devin. All right, Teresa, come on in. So, Teresa and Swift are going into eliminations, and Teresa doesn't take this kindly. She feels a little bit backstabbed. Now, we all know what Teresa did last episode. She had to expect something like this happening. Granted, her and Devin are cordial or friendly. Do you guys feel like Devin was grimy and having a part in getting Teresa thrown into elimination today? No, this is, this is, if you look at the history of the challenge, this happens all the time. Somebody makes a really poor move, and it bites him in the ass the next week. And Devin had to do the same thing Teresa did last week and look out for herself and play a safe game. And you know what? Sending in Teresa for the girl's side is a smart move. But why is it a smart move? Teresa is no slouch. She's been doing this for a while. She's not swift. She, she comes to play every season. Isn't the chances of Teresa coming back higher than most? It sets a tone that if you lie and you end up throwing dirt on other somebody else, that you're going to end up getting screwed over. That's true. But we just said the people who you want to send to elimination is people who's not going to come back. There's a good chance that Teresa will come back and the draw is dicey as they come. Devin knew that she had to do what she had to do to get into Laurel's good graces, which is sending in Teresa, who tried to send her or who actually sent her in last episode. So I think turnabout's fair play. Um, and if uh, Teresa had not done anybody dirty, maybe Devin would have thought second and she wouldn't have done it. So real quick on, we talked about this last week, sending in Laurel last week wasn't smart because of who she could have went against, you know, and she ended up going against Jasmine. This week, once you vote in Teresa, now she gets to, now she's going to end up going against either Camilla, Kara, Nani, or Anissa, which all are 50-50 matchups, in my opinion, depending on the game. I would agree, 100%. Her competition for this draw was way higher. Antonio? Yeah, the way I'm looking at it is if, if I'm Devin, who do I see is going to win more daily competitions throughout the rest of the season? Laurel or Teresa? And I think Laurel's a better competitor, and if I'm on Laurel's side, Laurel will do me a favor and not me in elimination. So I would, I would do exactly what Devin did. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. All right, we got Looper. Uh, we see what it is, and obviously from the last time we saw it, we only saw the girls go at it, but Kara and Naya went at it for a, a super long time and showing how painful this elimination is. Uh, you know, kill card time to draw, and CT makes like a baller move, walks down, flips it, and just disappears like nothing, showing his system. And then we see Jordan come down, and Jordan flips the kill card, makes direct contact with the Swift, and, you know, as Jordan says in an interview, it's time to prove himself. And then uh, we have the females, Camilla, 
goes and second guesses herself and sends herself into elimination. And had she not done that, Anissa would have been in. So like right now, there's some power inside this elimination. I actually like elimination. I feel like it's strategy in a way, but it's also physical. And there's some like agility in there too, because you have to like cut instead of just running straight. Yeah. Like how it's been in the past. Definitely brings out a lot each single player that's doing it because you can't just be like no layup is gonna win this elimination. You have to be physically fit in order to win this. Like Hef, like I wouldn't see like Devin winning this. I would I can't see like a Preston winning this. Well actually Preston has height to his advantage, so he he's might like, be able to win he's, this. he's got that reach. He has his yeah. wing, the wingspan, yeah. But um if he's normal height, I don't see like something like him winning it. Like someone like C T this is this is a given for him. He's big, he's harder to move, and he can easily move other people. We've seen it happen before. Well, the big well, thing is, I mean... is they've adjusted it and changed it. So it's added with more padding. They have a rope now. So really, honestly, it's about speed. It, it's not even, because I think with the Kara one, it's about endurance. It was about who can handle, who had a, basically a larger pain tolerance. So I think that this one, it got way easier. So this would be actually an easy one for someone like, say, Devin to win, as long as she was fast enough to get to that rope before the other person. Well, going down to this elimination, everybody thought Swift, and even Swift himself thought this was a piece of cake. And he thought he was way faster than Jordan. And then Jordan gets around those areas so fast it whips Swift back. He grabs that rope. And like in no time, the male elimination's over. Swift wasn't so swift, was he? No, no, he was not. And crickets. And, and here's the, here's the thing, Jordan. This was very impressive. I don't care. I, I don't know what it is. Every elimination I see of Jordan, it's impressive. Something happens and it's impressive. Like I don't know what it is, but he just he has this like a. It's like a. It's 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 like we always talk about football. And I always do his analogies, but it's literally <laughs> like it's he's he's on the big stage. You know, he's on the prime time game where it's just him and his opponent. And, all the nations watching him and he just turns up just a little bit more. I mean, and he got, he got it done and it wasn't as entertaining to see because it was so fast. I only could imagine how long it actually took live. The female elimination on the other hand was a lot more grueling and more balanced as both ladies got to that rope at the same time. You know what, before we move into the females, Jordan had a really great shot and, and a big credit to the MTV cameraman for that. That point where he was reaching at the end and he had his, uh, his special hand going out and he's screaming, just reaching for it. That was great. That was an absolutely great shot. Uh, you're absolutely right. Jordan has that switch when he gets into competitive mode and he just goes all out, balls to the wall. He takes a really cerebral approach to eliminations. And, and I can't stand the guy, but you got to love to watch him. If you love competition, if you love to see it, an underdog go you gotta love it you gotta love watching him go i always jordan is one of my favorite people to watch in an elimination even though i hate his fucking guts great to watch and <sighs> he's a great addition to the challenge that's all i gotta say about that tyler it's funny how you say like jordan's eliminations are always interesting because this is the season where jordan has the most like entertaining i would say elimination like ever but we'll get into it when the time comes he's not wrong though i mean yes 
comments on his face. I mean, you're right though. <laughs> it's entertaining. The whole the whole build up. I mean, we'll I believe it's next episode. So like, I'm looking forward to talking about it because it's a great episode. But yeah, the stakes of this season and the build up and and all of the storylines of the season. Free Agents is really one of the best seasons of the challenge, which is one of the reasons why we jumped from the island straight to Free Agents. I really wanted to talk about just a great season overall and Free Agents deliver. But free, but this season wasn't the only thing that delivered. Teresa delivered in this elimination. Camilla is no slouch. She's easy. And let me ask you guys, how do you guys feel about pretty much seeing, I may be wrong, but it does seem like Camilla gave up. Camilla just said, I don't want to do this anymore. You can have it. And gave up. I mean, it's so unlike Camilla to give up like that. So I was really kind of, you know, looking at it. I was like, this is not the Camilla I know. But maybe she was just tired. Maybe it was just hurting too bad. I mean, Teresa is a strong competitor. And she, I think she even has height on Teresa. So I'm sorry, and Camilla and everybody has has height on Camilla. Camilla's Camilla's a fucking. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's four. You know, she's like four two. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's definitely she's definitely a fierce competitor. I give it up to her for putting in that effort. You know, I, I'm sad to see that she kind of quit at the end, but I don't blame her. Yeah, I, it's like a weird situation because like. It looks like she quit, but honestly, I think it was editing that made it that made it look like she quit because just the way it happened, the same second Teresa rings the bell, Camilla falls over on her side. But even if it did happen before Teresa rang the bell, you can't blame Camilla. Teresa was literally an inch away from the bell. Meanwhile, Camilla really had to go the whole length of the, of the rope, and that really wasn't gonna happen unless Teresa probably would have got hurt. You can't, you, I don't blame Camilla. It does seem like Teresa really kicked it into high gear, and it seems like, and this may be editing, but it seemed like she just wanted it more. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing I took away from this. I think that Camilla went through such pain that that's the only reason why she quit, because she was having trouble breathing. Her whole body just felt like it was just in this torture, and that's what it was. She just hit a breaking point of pain. I don't think it's that she quit because she wasn't going to win. I just think that she was in too much pain and didn't want to be in that pain anymore. Personally, that's what I think. Because she's been a beast up until this point. I just also, like, I, um, I forgot to mention, I think Camilla was also, like, mentally out of it. Because when we saw it, even in her uh, professional, her hand was over the safe card, and then she's last second switched over to the kill card. And that's going to mentally fuck with you. Because you, you literally, in your mind, picked the right one, but your gut last second switched it up on you. And I think from that point, that's when Camilla was like, her, her mind wasn't into it. And Teresa was fighting for something because she got backstabbed. She wants to prove to people that she deserves to be, that she deserves to be here. I think it's backstabbed. She got her comeuppance. <laughs> comeuppance. And I like Teresa, but still. All right, Potstars. That is going to wrap up episode six of season 25, Free Agents. One hell of an episode. Guys, if you had to give it a grade, what would you give it? Antonio. Oh, I'll give it a nine. Really? A trivia like, episode? Uh, trivia. Well, this thing is, this is the thing, though. I like trivia, believe it or not. And I think this season definitely brought out one of the best trivia episodes because it's funny. We had a few laughs. We saw 
probably one of the most like funniest answers like ever because every time they bring a, tra- a trivia challenge, they always show flashbacks from this season. So it was a great one. I like the elimination. I like stuff that happened during the episode. So I'll give it a nine out of ten. I'm gonna give it a seven, only because it's not as I don't know. I feel like there were better episodes earlier in the season. I do enjoy the trivia. I think the trivia made it good, but I feel like the drama was very low. I feel like that van fight was like very forced by edit. Um, cause I doubt it was like a five minute drive. And so I just feel like there wasn't much going on. You know, I disagree with you a little bit because at some point during that van drive, CT told Jordan to sign a release so he could get his head caved in. That seemed pretty, pretty forceful. It seemed like Jordan, you know, everything with Jordan is going to be coming to a head soon. I think that this episode was solid um, due to comedy. Um, the eliminations were pretty interesting to watch. So I give it a solid 7 out of 10. Um, I was entertained uh, for most of this episode. And seeing the old CT rear's head again always makes me happy. You know what? I'll change it from a Never mind. An 8. An 8 out of 10. I am inclined to agree with you guys. I would give this one an 8 out of 10. This was a solid episode. It, it eased, there was drama, not as much drama as other places, not as much drama as other episodes, but we did see the fallout from Teresa voting in Laurel and Jordan pissing off CT and Bananas. Um, we got a break in all of the daily action with, with trivia. And as much as we love the challenge for all of the physical things it's able to do, it's, you know, th- the challenge also is going to test your mentals as well and when they did it it was funny it's great to see tj just really enjoying himself they did a really great job it it, it, it was a lot of fun and they brought back the action along with the elimination and looper um jordan smoked swift but Teresa versus camilla that is a pretty classic battle you got two heavyweight females and they really fought to the bitter end i give this one an eight out of ten I would give it higher, but may but mainly if the guy's elimination was a bit more action and wasn't so dominant, maybe a little bit different. But I do feel free agents is one of the most perfect seasons of the challenge. And that is going to close us out. Guys, thank you again for spending a little bit of time with us. Um, we're going to be bringing you the rest of free agents. Make sure you check our Twitter account to catch up on all of the episodes that you may have missed. That's going to do it for us. Bananas, close us out. All right. Another great episode, Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenge. Join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, Check out our new website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Give us five stars. Give us a great review. And most importantly, make sure subscribe. Have a great day, Podsters. Peace.